0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano,
1: Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of The Mind Pump, we talk all about fitness, fat loss, muscle building, personal training, everything health and fitness related, but we also have a lot of fun. Here's what we talked about in the introductory portion of this episode. We talked about... Pure, the uh, nootropic uh, powder from Organifi, it's part of our ritual. Purifies my brain. We drink it before we podcast and uh, we had run out, um, but now we got it. So we're kind of fired up in this episode. Justin talks about uh, being alone at home. Wife and kids were gone, so he uh, went to a concert on a Wednesday night. (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. I'm getting crazy. (laughs) Had a good time. I talked about why humans are the fattest primates. Um, I'm talking about DNA and evolution. Um, we talked about the controversy surrounding Jeremy Buendia. There's more controversy, huh? Gosh, weird. I talked about Jeffrey Epstein. Looks like he tried to kill himself. That's weird. Who would have? Uh, who could have ever guessed that? <laughs> uh, we we mentioned that. the upcoming live event at in Seattle, uh, Mind Pump Live. That's where we're meeting people in person, hosted by Skinny Dipped. And we also talked about how our kids love Skinny Dipped almonds. These are almonds lightly. Coated in chocolate. Great macro profile. Um, we are sponsored by Skinny Dipped. If you go to skinnydipped.com forward slash mind pump and enter the code mind pump, you'll get 20% off. But we are also sponsored by Organify. If you go to organify.com forward slash mind pump and use the code mind pump, you'll get 20% off. Uh, Justin brought up the pizza diet. I think he's trying to talk us into it, Adam. Hey, it's um, a good idea, right, guys? I'm Adam, Adam Screw talked about
2: the carnivore diet let's go pizza.
1: <laughs> Adam talked about the documentary Super Size Me part 2. Uh, it's about chicken apparently. Um, and then I talked about how a kid got a felony for spitting in food at the grocery store and then putting it back on the shelf. Oh, that's what you get, you yeah. little shit. <laughs> <laughs> then we get into the fitness portion of this episode. First question, this person wants to know the best substitutes for deadlifts and squats for someone with low back problems. So if your low back hurts and you want to get the benefits of squatting and deadlift, but you can't do those two exercises. We give you some alternatives. Next question: this person uh, has problems doing overhead presses, but doesn't have problems doing landmine presses. They want to know what our opinion is. Uh, it, are landmine presses a good substitute? The next question: uh, this person, uh, their muscles are not building evenly. Uh, they're not able to activate their rat the right, excuse me, lat muscle like they are with their left. My lap muscle. muscle. (laughs) So if you have one side of your body that's not as balanced as the other, doesn't develop as well, we give you some tips and tricks on how you can get those muscles to catch up. And the final question, this person wants to know if you need to be in good shape in order to become a trainer. Also, uh, there's five days left for the Maps Anywhere sale. Now, Maps Anywhere is our program that requires no gym access. All you need are resistance bands, a broomstick, and your body. That's it, and you can do this anywhere that program 50% off all you got to do is go to mapswhite.com that's m a p s w h i t e.com and use the code anywhere50 that's a n y w h e r e 50
3: for the discount
1: Dude, uh, finally got more pure. Yes. In. For
3: all the listeners if you were wondering if there was like a little dip in the energy the last week or two, there was a reason <laughs> for this, man. Yeah. I could
1: attribute it all to that. It's That's- become our um like our ritual before podcasting. We do we pour some pure, pure in the water. Yeah. Shake it up, drink it. It might have been good to take some time off, you know. Now it's fire all yeah. over again. Well, I, I do you, have you had it with yeah, you guys have had it with caffeine. Yeah. What do you think? That's p- pretty much
2: my go-to. I do mm. the the nitro coffee and then I do my pure is right that, after that. Now, it's like is that buskers. cup
1: that's cup 2? <laughs> that's zero. cup that's cup 1. Yeah. Okay, so zero's at home. Yeah. What you see here is number one. Okay, that's when yeah. it kicks in. Yeah. so everything zero, else
2: is insignificant.
1: Zero normalizes you. Yes, <laughs> one and, uh, hey,
2: slightly above. That sort of gets the digits and you know the limbs moving.
1: Are you trying to reduce reduce your uh, your intake of the caffeines? I did for one week. Yeah. Like I was proud of myself. You're like, this sucks. Yeah, I was stupid. Adam and I had a terrible. meeting. We're like, I don't like
2: Justin
1: yeah. right yeah. now. I can't yeah, I can't even hang out with myself. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> just it's terrible. Speaking yeah, I'm a of horrible hanging, person. Speaking of hanging out by yourself, aren't you like uh like is Solo little?
3: Cholo this weekend.
1: Yeah,
2: bro. <laughs> <That's> Solo <laughs> cholo up in the mountains all by myself. Yeah, dude, uh That's the rumor. Yeah, my my kids and uh so my oldest went early to san diego to hang out with his aunt which is kind of a cool thing like it's the first time he's done something just by himself and so uh courtney's sister came up and 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 they had like this celebration for her parents over the weekend and then she took my oldest uh back with her to her place in san diego and then got to take him to like court with her, she's a lawyer, and so he got to see that whole thing like a real like a criminal case. And oh, everything. so he got to sit in. So he on got that? to sit in, which he had to make a special exception because they don't usually allow kids. And so he had to wear this little like suit and stuff. Oh and no, dude, is pretty cool. That's pretty cool.
1: What and a great thing for him to see, you know, a, 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 especially an aunt, family member, woman who's like successful and. Taking she's shots. badass,
2: dude. She's like the you know the standard down there in San Diego. So uh, it was. I'm sure he and she did that like cuz he's been really all about the military ever since i went on that plane flight oh, you know yeah. so she's like i want to give him different perspective you
1: know <laughs> like that's fine that's fine a little less dangerous yeah. so he's down there and then what courtney took your other boy down
2: yeah so they left yesterday and so i was just like uh, just the, the house was like a ghost town wow you know? yeah and my dog was even accounted for because i didn't know exactly when we were going to go to seattle or not and so i was just
3: like ah so you're like, then, porn hub
2: yeah Pornhub. Yeah. hub porn hub and then hanging interrupted out with, hanging my out with
3: porn hub. rosie palm and her five sisters <laughs> <with her. laughs> Pamela Henderson. that's <laughs> yes. my
2: go-to girl <laughs> yeah. um but yeah uh then that guy interrupt my brother texts me out of the blue he's like dude Jack White is in town. Let's go hit it up. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, th- he was playing up in Oakland at the Fox Theater,
1: and I was like, I'm not doing anything. Let's go. So this, well, hold on a second, just for the audience to know, this is a Wednesday night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's super random and like so yeah, 30, last minute. 38 year old, 39 year old Justin. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go to the. I'm gonna go hang out. At a, it's concert. pretty funny. It feels like
2: we're back in high school or something. Uh, my me and my brother used to hit up some concerts, but yeah, it was a great show the weird part they took our phones well we basically had to lock them up oh wow wait how does it what do you mean how do you they, so you get you get this pouch when you show up and then you got to put your phone in the pouch and then they lock it so you can keep it with you in this pouch but you can't access it and then what, how do you get it out afterwards? Uh, so you go back to have this this like magnet opener thing that mm. that uh, wow. unlocks it. They're taking it to that
3: level where you yeah. actually put it in a sleeve like that. Yeah, 10 I 10 mean, I, when it I was, was weird, dude. It I was I, was, I remember when I went to the last Kevin Hart uh, show and he's like, and he does a whole the first like ten minutes is all about the cell phone, like. Yeah. He even does like a little bit in it to try and make it light and funny, but the, the whole thing is like, listen, you pull your fucking phone out, you pull it We're out. We're going to shame you. Yeah, they, 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 they pull you right out. That's to
1: prevent people from and, recording. And, he, and... Says,
3: he says at the very beginning, he's like, listen, I tell this at every show, and every show I have to be an asshole, and we got to launch at least four or five of you. So I'm talking right now, and I know there's four or five of you out now that aren't going to fucking listen and aren't going to believe me, but you're, you pull your phone out of your pocket and... And you're getting launched out of this place. Whoa. Wow! And they do, dude. You you fucking grab that phone out, and they'll come now the over pouch and exit thing is new though. Yeah, I've never seen that. Now, what yeah. if there was like
1: an emergency? Like, well, what if some
3: shit went down. Like we need to
1: – someone make a call. Like we can't. Well, yes. then you don't care. If
3: you,
2: then you don't care if you get exited, right? Well, no. here's the thing. Uh, I guess so. There was a designated area. Like it's like not quite outside, but it was in this like room adjacent to the theater. And, uh, you could go in there and then they unlock it for you, but you have to check in that room and then you have to lock it back up and then you can come back wow. in. But I- if you leave the the building, they won't let you back in. And so I made the mistake of, uh, like, I was just hanging almost like one foot out and they unlocked it for me and I was supposed to walk uh, a few, uh, paces over to this room and I was walking outside and the slaves like, you can't go back in, you can't go back in. You're, you're out here. Once you're out, you're out. I'm like, no, I didn't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> let me in, please. I was like begging to get back in. And then they, she finally was cool and let me back uh-huh. in. But Wow. They were strict, man. So, I, I mean, that has to take forever to get every, every person. Yeah, yes. every person. There was lo- a massive line. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it took a long time to get into the show. Uh, and we got there early, too. And it was just like this huge line. I just- wonder
1: how long until there's a technology that just blocks all you know function, you know yeah, they, that'd be the move. Where you walk in and then they it's just, just don't dead. work. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like dead signal. The there. problem is the camera because even if you don't have a signal, you could oh, still yeah. record, mm-hmm. save the video. So like the, the key would to be, kill your the battery. The
3: key or would be to, it would be like a, a, a shield in front of the show, right? Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be like the whole arena. Your phone would still work, but you try to record it and you'd get nothing. You just get glare or some yeah, shit yeah.
2: But dude, let me tell you how it, it was a bizarre it it felt like back you know early nineties when nobody had cell phones and shit and went to concerts and just kind of stared you know like it was like uh, i started talking to this lady you know like, <laughs> like because my brother went to the bathroom like ah like, what do i do you get nervous you're just isn't like that, what, what am i doing with myself isn't that
3: funny when you catch yourself doing things that you've gotten so used to always having your phone next to you and then if you forget it like i was i was in a bank line the other day and i just left my phone in the car and it was like a long line. I'm like standing there and I'm like, why do I feel so awkward right now? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh shit, because I don't have my phone to look down at. I'm like, this is weird. Isn't that strange?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we have right now, uh, Jessica has her niece and nephew visiting. And so we have four kids in the house. And they've definitely been doing things together and playing. But otherwise, if if we just let them do their own stuff, especially in the evening... They're all on their own individual devices now. When I was a kid, if there were multiple kids in the house, yeah, we weren't doing stuff we're playing, on. Our own.
3: We're building forts. We're playing board games. Yeah, we're doing yes, something man. together. And
1: so when, when I started taking stuff away, you know, once you tell them no, you can't go on anything, then you see them start to play together. It's so alluring. It's so powerful. Yeah. It's almost not fair. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean. I'm saying. But that's crazy at that they with the pouch thing. I wonder how many more people are gonna start doing that.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It 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 definitely. I think once the band was actually on and the performance was happening. I think it did enhance the experience for everybody because everybody was like, you could tell everybody's really drawn into what was going on in the music and everything. Um, so that was cool. And plus, you know, sitting in a theater too, you totally would have seen everybody's stupid screen in your face, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. otherwise. So I uh, thought uh, it was pretty cool. Now you, you went to bed late. Yeah, it was like one o'clock or something. <laughs> dude. I'm not, yeah, I'm a little bit uh, worn out this morning, but uh, yeah, it was it was worth it. You know, was, I, I would never have done that, and it's like I, me and my brother don't really hang out that often, so it was pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome! Aren't
3: yeah. you guys set up for a uh, oh a comedy show? That's what you guys are set up for. This this Delia game. Chris Delia yeah Chris Delia, Delia. what is, is that? Right? Uh, end of uh, August. Oh, it's in August. Uh, oh, I August. look forward
1: to that. He's yeah. fucking hilarious. Hilarious! One yeah. of the funniest. The way him and Brian Callen talk shit about See, each other. So thats good. that's so my good. favorite
2: part, though. I wish they did, like, they toured together, because they talk so much shit, and it's amazing when they talk shit about each other. It's oh, it, so funny.
1: It, yeah, so Chris uh, D'Elia makes fun of Brian Callen for being older, right? And yeah. uh, you know when they had that, that Russian app? That, the Face with, app? Yeah, he goes, he made one with himself. And he goes, I did one with uh, Brian Callan too and it just showed a coffin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, yeah.
0: I love that. Oh so good.
3: I love that. Anyway. When he yeah. did it, you know, he did the M and M impression, it was so good. So oh, good I that know. Eminem put it on that one of his tracks. Yeah. 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 I thought that was so good.
2: Yeah, that's that was the funny thing. I feel like Eminem was like, how do I deal with this? It's good. It's funny. And yeah. It's like, you yeah. know, he's roasting me, but it's, so I think he handled it pretty well. No,
3: that's the way to do it for sure. Dude, for
1: I was sure. reading um, in some news articles the other day, and I don't know. I didn't know this was a thing, but apparently there's this trend where kids will uh, go to a grocery store, and they'll, like, open... You were telling me this. Yeah, they'll open, like, a tub of ice cream, lick it, put the lid on, put it back, and then walk out, or they'll... You know they'll they'll spit in the shampoo or they'll do something like that and put it back in the grocery store store aisle. See,
2: is this like some kind of dare that the that, that was like passing along? You and know, became a thing.
1: I, it's I, I guess it kind of went viral and, and kids are starting to they think it's funny. They'll record it and show their friends like look what I did. You know I, I freaking dude. Yes, the old oh, man in oh. me will come out. Oh I I, I, yeah, so um, <laughs> there was this this one kid that spit well, spank them. I forgot beat <laughs> it, <laughs> the shit out of them. Can you <laughs> them. Imagine catching some teenager <laughs> no.
3: doing that shit in. The, yeah, in the grocery dude, store. Dude, I read about
1: oh. a, I read about a kid who got a pin, like a real skinny pin, and poked was getting condoms. I mean, is it
3: that poking mu- holes? And what's what wrong with these kids? It, is it that much different though than someone grabbing a deodorant stick and using it and then put it back? Yeah, that's just it's just, it's
1: <laughs> just bad. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> never happened, dude. Um, <laughs> never, <ever. laughs> Bought it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey.
3: Trends, oh. Trendsetter. Rust. So,
2: you know, you, I, in his defense, that needed to happen. Yeah, dude. I was all pro. I was, I, I was hey, very thankful I that I he was did that. I was pro it. You yeah. know?
3: So did you know you that? You know what's funny, though? Like, I feel like if I was a store owner, I'd be like, fucking just steal it from me. Yeah, take it at this point. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants it So this that, this dude.
1: this one kid got, got uh, marked down with a felony. For spitting in some food and then putting it back. Well, there you go. You
2: because, little
1: shit. Yeah, a because, felony. Yeah. Well, spit saliva. That's like your. You know what I mean? That's uh, you could you could pass on some disease or something. Like wow. That. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's a, big
3: deal. This mm-hmm. little
1: prank
2: that uh, went wrong. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Fucked up shit. That's what happens. Also, another article uh, I read about this is in, in a, a scientific uh, magazine or science magazine about why humans are the fattest primates. So now besides the way we live uh, our lifestyles even mm-hmm. if we were out in nature or whatever humans are still fat compared yeah. to other primates primates what about tend to be orangutans
2: i mean they're pretty fat i think they just have big
1: bellies oh, Okay. yeah i don't think I think they're lean though
2: i mean we definitely have some morbid
1: yeah well the status. the theory is that that our brains through evolution tripled in size very quickly and just requires a tremendous amount of energy um and fat helps provide that uh, that energy so we just We literally evolved to be fatties. That's just just in our genes, man. Don't don't tell people that. Yeah, well, (laughs) hey, we evolved to do a lot of shit that we got to work on, right? Uh, But uh, anyway.
3: Uh, Did you see the drama with uh, Jeremy
1: Buendia? Oh, God.
2: (sighs) No, I I saw that there's a video that had leaked. uh, So- Was it his friend that uh, shot the video? Like, how did this all go down? Uh, Oh,
3: I don't know who shot the actual, the video, you're talking about the video where he got knocked out, that one? Oh, where he got punched? Yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah, he got laid out. That looked like it was an airport video. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that looked like. I couldn't tell. No,
1: the other other thing was his ex-girlfriend did this whole, I guess she did this interview where she talked about how she was on vacation with him and uh, he got physical with her. Um, and he's abusive. And by the way, this is not the first time he's been accused of this. No. This is like a um, – it's kind of becoming his M.O. This might
3: be why he has a different girlfriend every six months. Yeah, yeah they yeah. can't handle that after yeah. a while, right?
1: But anyway, she tried to get away, and he took her purse. He took her whatever. She said all she had was her passport. She was able to get away, told the authorities, uh, cause, and she showed bruises or whatever in the video. And then he made a video afterwards saying, you know, he knows he needs to work on his temper, this and that, but he's never – He's never hit a woman, or he's never laid a hand on a woman, but, but he does need to work on his temper. I don't know, I man. That's like the third accusation, yeah, from somebody. Well, was... I think
3: he lost all his sponsors. I mean, he he tried to present it as if he decided to, you know, not partner with them or split up from them. But I think I think he's I think all his sponsors are getting pulled. You know, it's it, that's the that's the shitty part, man. You put yourself out there like in in this world right now. With you get a, what has he got a million or two million followers on Instagram? Yeah. And he's constantly putting out fires the mm-hmm. entire time. I just couldn't imagine like going through that, where all day long, all you're doing is responding to just hate and hate. and Well, hate I gotta look. look for a new
2: watermelon BCA
3: person. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm fucked.
1: Yeah, that
2: was my go too. Yeah,
3: I don't. <laughs> I don't know the guy personally, so I don't know if I know him. If it's true, I, oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. No, I know. We've around him a lot in the circuit, man. So I, you know, and uh, I, I don't have anything like personally like a story that I had to share where he was uh he was an idiot to me. He has he has a uh an arrogance about him, um but he he never did anything uh, to me that would make me really not like him as a person, but you know how you get that yeah. when you're around somebody you can just kind of sense their character and Sure. he has that uh he has that about him, but that's also the yeah, t- you're
1: you champion, right? Right. Yeah.
3: right, right, exactly. To me, it's it's no different than when you meet a, a a pro athlete who's the shit and good at what they do. Like you get this kind of it takes that kind of swagger and attitude mm-hmm. a lot of times to, mm-hmm. to 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 rise to that place. And so he kind of has that about him. And I do know a lot of people that are connected to him that know all the personal stories of the the uh, allegations that are being made with mm. all of his physical being physical and shit. And I know people that have seen it in clubs. But I personally. Oh, wow have never witnessed it myself and don't have anything personal against them. He's just, you know, it, it's unfortunate because he's just a bad representation of, of the person. Like he, he was a champion for, what, three, four years mm-hmm. in men's physique. So there's so many young kids that look up to him. You know, and it's just that's the thing that's unfortunate. Is like this is a kid yeah. that has got a million kids that are looking up to, and he's just a fucking bad example. Yeah, dude. well, a I terrible mean, example. It's
1: like a problem with athletes in 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 general looking up to. I'm not saying that this is what athletes do, but I'm saying actually looking up to anybody for an accomplishment is that we tend to idolize them. And so if you're a, a if you're a, an amazing basketball player. Um, that's true. You're an amazing basketball player. You're one of the best, or whatever. But that does not mean you're a good whatever else. It doesn't mean you're a good human right. necessarily. And so one of the and, and this is a good lesson for parents to teach kids. This is I, t- I tell my kids this all the time is, you know, I know you like this person because they're really good at this one thing, but keep it to that. Like keep mm-hmm. keep your admiration to that skill right there. Right. They do that very well. It does not mean that they're good at everything else. It doesn't mean they're a good human. Um, and it's just, you know, it's like a shortcut that our brain takes, you know, we see somebody that's successful and our brain automatically is like, Oh, that person is, must also be smart right. or they must also have, you know, great, good opinions about whatever else.
3: It's just not true. I'm always in, uh, th- during this, this, uh, this time that we're in right now with the social media and this, the ability to become almost famous overnight, I am always so curious when things like this happen to someone at this level that are, you know, in the million, two million followers on how quickly that can turn. You know, oh, like yeah. what like I, I, I'm most interested to watch <clears throat> over and over the next six months, like, does he completely fall off of his mm-hmm. pedestal? Is he does he lose all I mean, at this point you gotta think that he's got he's probably generating, I don't know, somewhere between three hundred to six hundred thousand dollars a year. Off of you know program sales and supplements and all the other things that he's affiliated with and doing, uh, and then and that's just my rough estimate of probably what he's doing. Who knows what he's making off of coaching and all the other stuff. So what happens to that? You know, does mm. can he is he got a big enough pool that he can still maintain that and like mm-hmm. pivot and move from that? I watched. I remember when this happened with Devin Physique uh, with Shreds. I thought for sure. That kid was just going to just dissolve and go away, but he, you know, stayed on his hustle and kind of rebranded himself, and still has got a million plus followers. I think it depends. Well, I think he
2: can recover more because it was more like it, it was the photoshopping and it was the, the the facade that he was putting out, which is a little more forgivable than beating women, right?
1: Well, Sorry. you know what though? Here's here's the thing. Uh, I I'm, I think maybe the opposite might be true, uh, Justin. Not because I think one is more forgivable than the other but because the people that follow him follow him for his physique and his body. Hmm. And I don't know if a lot of them really care about I see too much other shit. I mean- we saw it happen. <clears throat> Look at uh, was it Michael Vick, the, the 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 player that got busted with the, the yeah, f- dog fighting, uh, yeah. and he lost a lot of popularity. But then he kept some of it because he was a good football player, and people kind of were like, "I just yeah. like watching him play football." Well,
2: like, did you guys hear what recently happened to John Jones again? So no, like, I mean, people are trying to find anything about him uh, to take him down. I mean, he's definitely lost a lot of favor, but he's still champion. Like, he's still like kicking ass. Yeah. But like, I guess he was in uh, uh, some strip club. I mean, duh. You know, he's going to be in a strip club. And and I guess, like, he wrestled one of the, the waitresses there and was, like, roughhousing and stuff, allegedly. And uh I guess, like, she came out, like, four weeks later saying all this, like, all these accusations came out. And there's a bunch of people there, no video, no nothing, but one, her uh sort of word versus his. And so I guess... Yeah, like he uh, apparently he roughed her up was the was Dude, the thing.
1: He he's a train wreck. But you know what's yeah. funny at some point when you become a target, you're fucked. You yeah. can't do shit. You know what I mean? You can't like don't cut anyone off, like be He's a target now, too.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, like his fan base had really turned on him. Yeah. Because of... Well, and it's it's tough because, I mean, he failed so many of those tests, and he's just... His track record is shit, you know? It's like... But you remember Mike Tyson. Like, he he was the greatest of all time, and yeah. then he was just, like, doing crazy stuff. It's the same.
3: Well, it's interesting because it, you don't see... I mean, you if you look at Jeremy's profile right now, I mean, I, I, I'm not, like, tracking that carefully to see if it's, like, drastically changing, but it's not enough to where I notice it, like... He's still got millions of people paying mm-hmm. attention to him. So it's it's weird. We live we live in a time too where we may talk shit about him and follow him and put stuff on him, but you still follow him. Mm-hmm. You're still connected to him. You're still interested in what's what's happening. So we're attracted to the drama. We're attracted to all that shit. For me, there's yeah.
1: certain things that are, are um <clears throat> inexcusable. And um, when you're doing like things that involve violence, especially to people that and I'm not accusing Jeremy, by the way. I don't know if it's all true. These are accusations. But if I know something to be true, and you're the kind of person that's going to be violent against people who um, can't defend themselves well against you, um, to me you are—that's almost at the bottom. I mean, the bottom being someone who does something to ch- you know people who do things to kids. That's got to be the bottom. Uh, you're just a—you're a coward, um, and you're—you're you're just a, a despicable person. You know, violence uh, isn't. Uh, uh, almost every time violence is inexcusable but especially when you're somebody who's violent towards people you know you you know you know you're physically stronger bigger and you know more capable than it just makes you such a, a massive coward I really hate that I hate that when, you know when people uh, exert themselves that way it's like Let's see. I'd like to see you do that against somebody who's your right. own your well, own you size. I usually don't.
3: You got knocked out. You got fucking knocked out. It looked like. Because, so. And
1: that's that's the truth. You know, yeah. That's, yeah. these cowards tend to be like that. It's how bullies. Uh, you know, a lot of times bullies are like this, where they they pick on. I was at man. I used, the fights I used to get when, in when I was a kid was always against bullies because yeah. I couldn't stand that shit. They're always
3: the most insecure in the room.
1: Yep. Yeah, the bullies. And that's why they're doing that, make themselves feel better.
3: Hey, you brought something up a, a, a few episodes ago on um, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. And remind me the story and everything, and then I remember you called that like watched something happen to him and didn't shit come out?
1: <laughs> yeah, this is weird, bro. These uh. conspiracy theories write themselves. So remind me who he is oh, again. Man. So he was the billionaire who um, they, they, were, they brought him in because of uh, underage sex trafficking. So having sex with... Uh, and with prostitutes um, that were underage or whatever, um and I guess there was all this evidence, and he's very connected to a lot he's, a, he's a, to a lot of very, very powerful people There's a lot of rumors he owns an island um and there's a lot of rumors that he would fly very powerful celebrities and politicians and you know just powerful figures onto this island and he had a bunch of underage you know prostitutes there. That they would have sex with it, whatever, and flying back. There was this was a big rumor. Anyway, he got off on a just a ridiculous slap on the wrist. Originally, like it was like club fed. He could go in and out whenever he pleased. Uh, He barely got any punishment for it, and everybody's like, "This is insane. This shouldn't happen." Well, anyway, the case got reopened because apparently new evidence uh, emerged, and everybody's like excited to hear because maybe he's going to start to flip on people mm. because what'll end Just up start happening- Start naming names. Yeah, yeah, because if they have a lot of shit on him, he might be like, they might give him a plea deal. All right, fine. Look, we'll either put you in, in, in prison to in life or you'll get 10 years if you- tell us you know what happened with these people because there are plane records there's records
3: of his private jet dude if you're him you are not saying a fucking word well uh, or you are and getting a plea deal that's yeah, the fear he, I, I mean you bro, gotta, dudes flip on the
1: mafia you know who knows
3: yeah I guess you know that's true I guess that's true you know that's scary yeah. I don't I mean, know if I'd be more scared though of the mafia or the fucking government or some of these politi- people. <laughs> yeah, the politicians bro <laughs> more gangsters yeah exactly gangsters. Well, hey well
1: who protects you from the mafia with the government who's gonna protect the government he's gonna have to go to the mafia
3: yeah <laughs> Can you Hide me real quick, oh, but yeah. anyway,
1: on these plane logs, he's i mean, all these very powerful people. Bill Clinton was on this plane, and you know, Bill's got a you know, Clinton's got a terrible reputation. He was on there something like a dozen times, several of which without his secret service, which is weird. Why would he tell a secret service? Hmm. So, everybody's like, Oh my god, and this is all part of this huge conspiracy that there's this pedophilia ring of you know, powerful politicians and whatever. So, anyway, this guy gets taken in, and I told you guys, Oh, fuck, they got him. They're gonna reopen some of these cases. No, you totally it, called this. And I yeah. said, watch something happen to him. Fucking a, <sighs> something happened to him, dude. It looked like he either tried to commit suicide or somebody tried to kill him. They found him on the floor of a cell, blue, almost dead. Like he, like, like someone a, choked a, he him. He broke his neck, right? Something. something doing something. Now he's alive. He's not dead. Wow. So
2: uh, br- this is like a movie dude. Dude, either that was like a like a hardcore message or yeah, he was trying to end it all. It well, didn't work out. Well, I mean, to be fair,
3: or someone tried to end him and they didn't finish the job, now, right?
1: Now, to be fair, it wouldn't take much to get him killed because if he's an accused pedophile, yeah, all you got to do is li- put him in population. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it, they'll handle it there. And, and 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 if you're let's say you're a powerful person and you don't want him to say anything, That's what you're going to make sure happens. Make sure you put him in 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 regular popular. He's a billionaire, Mm -hmm. so already these motherfuckers don't like him. And on top of it, dude was accused of you know uh, of of, you know having sex with underage, yeah, Yeah. prostitute, whatever. He's going to get killed in prison. So it might have just been that. It might have been that they just put him in with regular people, knowing what was going to happen, turned a blind eye. All right, let's see. Could have been that. It could have been. Of course, the conspiracy could be that. It's a message, which is like. We're going to almost kill you just to let you know that you <laughs> that, know. Yeah. that
3: we could have if we wanted to. I'm not failed. sure
1: it's coincidental, yeah. is, is my opinion. Well, this just came out, right? This just happened, dude. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Well, I mean, God, when they start busting these, these sex rings, they start finding I don't know if people are going to want to know what's on the other end of this, man. It might yeah. be. It might be. I, I've read some conspiracy theories that have tied some of the most powerful people you could think of, some of the most beloved people. You remember how shocked people were when Bill Cosby stuff came out?
3: Oh, yeah.
2: It would
1: be worse we than that. We didn't want to believe
3: it. We It'll be worse than that. So speaking of the, the, along these lines, I, I'm going to put this on the podcast because I know we always have somebody who's got a great recommendation for me. I would love to read a book on the, the show that I'm watching right now, Loudest Voices, which is the Russell Crowe... And telling the whole Fox story because the deeper this show gets in, the more intrigued I am with all the behind-the-scenes shit that was happening mm. uh, and, the, and how the Me Too involvement was evolved. Mm. So... Anybody that has a good book recommendation, I would love to read a book that's uh, along the lines of this. So maybe someone could share that with me. You've got to watch it. I'm, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, you need to watch it. I yeah. know that it's right up your alley as far as things that you would you would dig. Well, and
1: politics enjoy. is nasty, bro. It's a nasty world. It's a <laughs> na- media politics. All that stuff <laughs> is so just corrupt and dirty. Oh, stuff. dude! Right now, what's happening with the whole investigation of the Russian probe and you had you know Mueller speaking or whatever? It's just what a circus. What an yeah. absolute circus. And it's all it's the word. That's you know we understand what politics means in the office right when we're like ah oh, we hate politics it's just a bunch of positioning and yeah. you know angling or whatever oh man at that level well they're disgusting. showing
3: on this show that's why I'm so curious to how accurate this is is they're sh- they're showing him as this fucking he would videotape these he would hire them and they'd be like you know cheerleaders that, he's like purely hiring them off of you know for sexual purposes brings them in and then like uses that power. To allow them to get TV time or whatever like that. Oh wow. And then videotapes them Like uh, that Hollywood producer or
2: director guy. What was his name? Epstein? That got, yeah.
1: Was it Epstein? Not Epstein. No, no. that's who, we just, that's who we just talked about. Weinstein. 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 Why well, do they all Wein- sound Stein? Yeah. No, no. What the hell? But
2: yeah, Weinstein. Yeah. <laughs> that was the other guy that that went down for that shit. Yeah.
1: You know what though? This shit's been happening for a long time, man. And yeah. it's like, let me ask you guys a question this. If let's say you're an adult. <laughs> this is gonna be touchy. Let's say you're an adult. Uh, you're an actor or an actress, okay? So we're not talking about kids here. You're 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 20, 21, whatever, and you get invited to go at a party, and there's directors and producers there, and you willingly, you know, ha- have sex or 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 offer that to these people to get your role. I mean, that's a slimy world that they're in, and and, and a lot of them afterwards turn back and be like, ooh, well, you know, I had sex with you to get this part, and it's like, hey, man. You guys were all part of this. A lot of you guys
3: were just a part of this whole fucking game. Well, that's what that's what interests me with Mm. uh, reading more, like a a book that's a little bit more detailed than watching, like obviously a Showtime series on this, because you know I always want to hear the other side of the story. Like Mm. for someone to get away to that level of that, like. You can't tell me that some of these people were you know, willing, like willingly doing this. And I think he even and he videotaped it for that purpose. The show, so show that they wanted to, yeah, that they the were show, part of it. Yeah, the show that she's getting in her outfit and then coming because she the, knows she's going to get a part. Or whatever. Right, um, right. So it's like I'm not. He's not physically forcing you to. You know, sure, he's manipulating you to d- to do it stuff, but you still are actively still doing slimy,
1: that. disgusting. Oh yeah, no, and yeah. I'm not,
3: by no means am I justify justifying that behavior, but yeah. also were they all overage? age? Yeah, they were all, they were, in the film or the clip right now, it's everybody's like 30, you know, everyone's, you know, late 20s, 30 years old. God, who, I
1: mean, geez, man, it's like, you got to have responsibility and, 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 you know, power over yourself. Like when you're in a situation like that, as shitty and as difficult as it could be, um, you know, there's laws that'll help protect you. And it's, I know it's, a, it could be tough, but. Step out of that man and, and get those fuckers uh, you know, f- fired or in jail where they belong. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. 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 Anyway, I'm excited, dude, uh, for Seattle. I am oh, super, yeah. super excited. I've only been there once. Awesome city. <clears throat> I know, uh, Justin, you have family there. I do, yeah. yeah I got family my, there too. my
2: cousin lives up there and uh her family and yeah, dude, it's it, it last time we went there. Remember we had like this after party and I, I I just found like a a DM of somebody that we were hanging out with after the event and mm-hmm. I was like oh yeah I totally remember it was a great time at that hotel that we had afterwards mm-hmm, too mm-hmm. yeah no I shout thought-
3: out to Skinny Diff, man for putting this one on for us which is cool yeah,
1: you know, yeah. They, they, I told you I got in the phone with them and they were like tell Justin thank you for all the- <laughs> thank you for consuming
2: <laughs> half for of consuming our products all of the Skinny yeah, dip. Dip. Yeah, I already yeah. packed it you know yeah. for
1: snacks for the uh,
2: airplane yeah ride dude and stuff. it's it, did you. That is, I
1: did. A, uh, I'm gonna tell you right now. If you want to give your kid a treat, which I'm not opposed to treats, it depends how you use them. Skinny dipped is a great option. The uh, they do have chocolate, but the macros are are good. Yeah, and it's it's mostly almond, and they taste amazing. Kids freaking love them. So it's like they get their their treats. I and, the, like and,
3: and the key, I tell everybody, that. and it's cool because they actually have. Even smaller sizes. They have like the little fun size pack. Oh, you don't know, get yes. the big bag, dude. You'll yeah, get the whole no, thing. then the they have size ones. yeah, then they have the little you know the medium size ones that are like I think two uh, hundred something calories. Justin something. calls those the priming bags. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He which, does a little
1: warm up <laughs> priming with those, yeah. and then he goes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, bag, yeah. Bag the zero. mistake
3: <laughs> is to buy the is to buy the big bag that has about seven eight hundred calories in it because you could easily sit down and drill that whole thing yeah. no problem, which I have done before.
1: Well, <laughs> our, our our intern really com- our intern comes up to me yesterday, and she's like. Have you tried the raspberry ones? I'm like, well, yeah, those are my favorite ones. She's like, I, ne- I can't stop eating them. Those are my absolute <laughs> favorite ones. She's like, all right, cool. It's
2: got the purple just dust all over her fingers. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> it happens. Too. Yeah, incidentally, that was my uh, my stripper name back in the day. <laughs> wow. Purple dust. Purple yeah. dust. <laughs> fingers. Purple dust. Fingers.
3: Dude, Speaking of sexy. food, Justin, you brought up at the uh, the last event that we did, and I didn't get to hear hear the whole story on was the the pizza guy.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was trying to – I've been trying to, like, interject this in conversation at some point because it was so absurd. Like, so this guy lived off of pizza for 25 years. Like, there's this whole Vice, like, article about it, about this guy that just literally won't eat anything else. Like, nothing else, like – Pizza is his only food that he's he's eaten, and Matt, he's surviving somehow.
1: Wow. Well, this this is just so this is a great thing to point out to people. More like I eat carnivore and I feel great. It's like well, <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> well, I, let's uh, let's this, this pizza, out a little yeah, bit. This guy ate pizza for twenty five years and he didn't, yeah, yeah, didn't yeah, seem right. to die either. So
2: there's there's actually a backstory to it like the reason why I guess. So uh, he had some like when he was five or six, he's had some bad experiences where he like his mom would drop him off at his aunts or something that would like force him to eat this stew that he really hated. And it was like all these vegetables and like, like normal stuff, like, like, you know, meat and everything in the stew, but like refused. And so like he would get beat and then like had to go into this closet and, and waited out until his mom showed up, and then he would leave, and so he was, like, traumatized Of course by that. there's
3: some deep-rooted reason for this. Right? Like,
2: this all came out in his therapy, and then, like, I guess, like, his sister fed him some some poisonous mushrooms, and, like, he had to get rushed to the hospital. Oh, my God. So, anyway, he has this, like, massive distrust of, like, like pizza is safe, you know? Like, <laughs> pizza's safe, so he doesn't eat meat anymore either. It's just cheese pizza, and he's eaten, like, Every kind of pizza you could possibly please, think please
3: of. tell me. There's a company that's smart enough to have sponsored him by now. Oh yeah, DeJourno better be on his his ass. Tell he me had, that. Yeah. Tell me there's got to be a, a, a pizza company has got to be. He smart is there, Jared. Yeah, you, yeah, gotta, you got it. He's ready to go. You, you got to get a guy like that.
1: How how crazy is that? that? That just highlights the complexity of the human psyche. Like he had he had some bad situations as a kid. And now his logical choice is to
3: eat just pizza for the rest of his life. Yeah, it's so weird. His right? well, diabetes that, more so than I think it's more <laughs> weird, so than a logical yeah. choice, and it's more of like a fuck you to your parents, right? That's for twenty five kind of, years, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, because I, I, I think about some of my habits, right? So if I try and try and like reflect on like my own patterns that I've done for those exact same reasons, like I have this thing where uh, because we couldn't control the AC unit in our house and it was always fucking hot as shit, you know, I run my shit twenty four seven. Ice cold, beyond colder than what I even like it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're wearing yeah. a fucking jacket. Yeah, yeah dude, You know what I'm saying? Like, and I know that's partially because, because I remember my first apartment. I'm I remember doing being it. 17, moving out, and that was the first thing, man. I did. It was like I dropped the thermometer all the way to the bottom. It was like, and I'd oh, run yeah. it when I'm not home. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I remember coming now, over your house, and then you had all like the
2: playboys out there. Yeah, and yeah. Another, like, I, yeah.
3: That's another thing. I grew up very conservatively. Like, that was. I remember being in trouble for my mom finding a. a you know, a porno tape when I was like 16 years old or whatever. So, you know, when I bought my house, I fucking had Playboy towels. I had yeah. Playboys on my coffee table. <laughs> oh my yeah, You know what I'm saying? So, I was like, oh, it's cool in here. So I, I totally place. get that. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's more of that than it is like- I just
1: picture the girls that came over your house, oh you know I mean? Oh, my God. Yeah, then after, yeah and then, what was their reaction? And then first, afterwards, what? they're surprised when you're not- You don't want to be committed to them. Duh, like, what do you mean? Bro.
3: I got fucking Playboy everything <laughs> in my house. You know what's funny? And this is to, to all the young boys that are coming up like- the irony in it is that exactly—that's the message that you're sending when you're that guy, and it's funny because it, the, at that age, I feel like like the the girls were always like they want to change that guy. Oh yeah, you're a project. So it didn't. It did not. It, it, you would think that it would deter, right? That. There's there's a girl listening right now. It's like, oh, that's I, that's so, so disgusting. No. What a douchebag. Yeah. I would never come. With a th- N- I would. Okay. Never. Well, you're the one. Yeah. Okay. They're nine. <laughs> We're fucking definitely. Well, especially at that age, right? Yeah. Yeah. They they, they want to change that. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, you know, he's such a bachelor, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be the girl that settles him down. So. Yeah. <laughs> you're like no. Yeah. It's like yeah no. It's like total reverse psychology. It totally oh, worked for me as terrible. a kid in his twenties, but. I think it's more of that, right? I think it's more the F you to the parents than it is like, oh, I'm logically going to – you know, eat pizza for the rest of my life because I think it's a. God, a, if we
1: could ever one day just yeah, it's crazy. S- just switch off those illogical things that we do because of childhood trauma. We're all guilty God. of it.
3: We're all oh, everybody. Yeah, everybody's guilty of it. The, the, the trick is to become aware, right? That's why I think yeah. self awareness is by far one of the most. Important.
1: Well, self awareness is definitely step one, but then step two is then actually working. Yeah, on changing. It. Oh yeah, no, things. you're
3: right. You could be aware of it and still be an an idiot. It's you know, so still, still hard to things. change
1: those those patterns and behaviors that it's. For some people, they have to change environments completely. Yeah. So some people will like move. They'll leave it, a, a, an area and then all of a sudden they become different. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's they like,
2: asked him, they're like, So are you ever going like, to like eat meat or eat anything else other than pizza ever again? He's like, No. <coughs> no. No. Just no. Not interested. It's <laughs> <Yeah.
3: laughs> like me. I'm going to run my shit cold forever. Yeah. I don't give a Just, shit.
2: You know, it's pizza from here on out. Yeah. That's yeah. All Did
3: you see you guys the um, Supersize Me 2 that's mm-hmm. coming out? No, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I thought
2: everybody already came. The same guy? Was he trying to same, kill himself? No,
3: no, no. He's not, but it's a different story. It actually got me, I, I'm, I'm actually really interested to watch it. Doug can pull it up for a second. It's, uh, so he's doing it all about chicken, and it actually, like, really, I saw just a clip of it, and I'm like, oh, man, is that true? So- All the hormones and antibiotics? Well, what? even, and he's actually even going after, like, organic and free range, and he's like, do you want to know what constitutes free range chicken? Oh, and you man. and they show what what constitutes. It's free, like an extra couple feet, bro. It is. Yeah, it's the size of this couch I'm sitting in right now. That's free range. That's free range. Wow. Yeah, you can have a little fucking fence right here. But that's a free range chicken yeah. right there. They have to have. That's all they that constitute. Oh, that's the man. difference between that guy and the guy who shoved in with like 10, 10 chickens. So
1: is he just gonna eat a bunch of fried chicken
3: and stuff, or? So I don't know. I don't know the whole premise of it. I just know that he's targeting. I know it's called. Oh
1: wait, no, it came out in 2017.
3: It's already been out. Is it out? Yeah, it's been out. I think has it.
0: Maybe that's when it was shot. Is it out? It says twenty seventeen. So I'm not sure. Did you guys read that
1: news article about the moon landing?
3: (laughs) 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 I believe that. Apparently, it wasn't that big a deal, right? Have any of you guys heard it? No, No. I didn't hear it either. It just came up on my. It came up on Netflix or. Oh, maybe it is
1: two thousand. Wait, scroll down, Doug. It says 2019 there. Oh, maybe that's just a rating. I don't know. <laughs> hey,
3: whatever.
2: Maybe, well, maybe it just got yeah, news to me, so you know. Yeah. Oh,
1: it says Super Size Me Two will come out this September, and that was published uh, July 2019. That article. So yeah, maybe it's not out yet. Yeah, I don't think so
0: it's out. Maybe think hyped it was early. Shit, right? I think it was created in 2017, but there's some uh, sexual misconduct thing that kind of oh, got in the way of its release. I guess I'm not sure. Uh, Whoa.
3: And then, so that he released it later. Yeah, maybe that's what's going on. Oh, what's the sexual yeah. mis... Is it on him? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Go back up to that. Let me see. I didn't oh, even mean to go to this way. What's he this got response? frisky with a chicken. Yeah, he's... <laughs> Stupid, though. <dog. Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> he keeps choking the chicken. I don't know what's going oh, on. Oh, wow. That's interesting. So I didn't even know that happened with him. Hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. It, it, it intrigued me. I'm curious to watch it. I'll watch it for uh, sure. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll watch it for sure, too. But now I want to know what, what happened with this dude. I then. did try Chick-fil-A. <laughs> for the first time? Ever. So... I heard that they use MSG.
1: Okay, well, so I'll tell you. Now I I am not Did
3: it destroy you or what?
1: I got bloated uh after That's what happens to me. Yeah, I got mm-hmm. really bloated. And it's
2: crazy
3: because it's so good. It's the best. Yes.
1: I've never had a chicken and it's Dang. so it's so basic. I had one
2: time
3: when you brought me like one Bro. of those breakfast ones. It, it had me when we were when I was living Southside when we were this was when we were podcasting. And every day, yeah, I, I remember was, I was eating one there. every day for a minute there, man, and it was.
1: But it's it's so it's so basic. I, okay, what's in here? Oh, it's just a fried you know piece of chicken and it's some uh, pickles and whatever. It's not a big deal. But I'm like, whatever. They just opened one over by where I live, so <clears> I drove through, got one, and it was amazing. It was really good. But yeah, I felt
3: like garbage afterwards. Yeah, their breakfast sandwich is just. What's in the breakfast? Oh, sandwich? so good. It's I do the egg, chicken, cheese. uh you know, fried chicken mm. uh, breakfast sandwich. Now they're full. Oh.
1: You know, they're fully closed on Sunday. Yeah, like a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, closed, and, closed. And
3: what's cr- they create and they crush. Yeah, I know. They're like the fastest growing uh, fast food chain.
1: They are. Yeah, they are one of the fastest growing. Mm-hmm. Crazy. But
3: that I I also heard the rumor is that they they pump MSG into it.
1: Well, mm-hmm. I know that there's that they dip the chicken in. Um, milk before they dip it in batter and then fry and then do the frying. So the dairy in it might've been what bloated me, but it fucks with you too. Huh? Oh, interesting. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely does. And it's, it's one of those things that, I mean, it's crazy. It's like, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to me that I uh, that I'm like that with it. Cause it, it took me a while to like, when we were, I was eating it every day. And when you're eating stuff like that every day, this is what's funny. I think, and this is where I think uh, it helps me coach this to like clients when I'm speaking to them. It's like, it's really easy to ignore these little subtle signs because I wasn't like shitting myself afterwards. I didn't feel awful or anything like that. It just would be. I'd have this kind of bloat. But I then would, you have it every day. Yeah, and you have it every day. Yeah. You just oh, that's how I look right now. I'm not fucking shredded, Adam. Right now, I'm a little soft right now. So I have this. So maybe I'm and I'm or maybe I'm holding some water. Mm. So you don't really think about it because it's not really bothering you until you do it consistently like that. And then you have the discipline to remove it consistently. And then pay attention, and then then go back again and reintroduce it, but be aware and watch. And then you go like, and I did that enough times now because I loved it so much. I was like, man, I don't want to let this go. And so I would I would run it for a while consistently, pull it out, reintroduce it, notice it, uh, do it again. About the third time, I'm like, yeah, this shit's fucking me mm-hmm, up. I can't. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be eating this but as much it, as I love it. But
1: it was delicious
3: as hell. Yeah,
1: it was amazing. Better than best fried chicken I've ever had. Yeah.
0: This quaz brought to you by Organifi. All right. The first question is from Blackburn7171. What are the best substitutes for deadlifts and squats for someone with severe lower back problems? Okay. So this is a very, very common question. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Now, I do want to say this before I give you some substitutes. If you can't do a fundamental exercise, which deadlifts and squats are considered, I would consider them both fundamental. One is you're lifting something off the ground. The other one is squatting, both of which uh, we should be able to do um, until the day we die. If you can't do those because of pain, your goal should be to figure out why you have that pain yes. and try and fix those issues so that you can do those exercises. That being said, there are way there are exercises you can do to substitute those that are pretty damn good. Now for squats, um, all split stance squat exercises are phenomenal. Um, uh, replacements. Yeah. So instead of putting a bar on your back and doing a, a a squat, you could do a walking lunge, a Bulgarian split stance squat. You could do a back step lunge. You can even do a heavy step up, but anything where the legs are split, one leg behind, one leg in front, tends to protect the low back um, uh, far more than 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 squats do. So someone, and I see this with clients all the time. Somebody would be sensitive in the back, and we're working on Mm. ways to get them to be able to squat. In the meantime, I'd be doing those exercises. And those exercises, like Bulgarian split-stand squats, will build amazing legs. Oh, yeah. You're going to get great legs with them. Now, as far as deadlifts are concerned, you might want to try a trap bar, I was gonna uh, say, yeah, trap
2: bar. So it, it, it's just good because like it it, it uh, disperses the forces a lot better, and so you can actually like get more quad activation. You get uh, more more of your legs involved and everything else uh, within that lift.
1: Yeah, a trap bar deadlift is uh, much easier to get into, much more natural, and because the bar when you're grabbing the, the trap bar, the handles are next to your sides the weight is in front of isn't in front of you so it's not nearly as much uh tension on the on the back of the posterior chain
3: i also love to take somebody and do with the deadlift uh alternative is to do a single leg toe touch Yeah, no weight no weight and then if it gets really easy eventually start to hold dumbbells while you do that and i'll tell you what that's a that's an ass kicker it's an ass kicker. And and what it does too is you, because you're doing like a, a, a stability type movement and a lot of times uh, a lot of low back pain is caused from, you know, th- you not having good hip mobility and hip strength and all that, working all those muscles in a in a, sing- a single leg would do really, really well for that person. But at the end of the day, like when I hear someone say like lower back problems, because normally someone who has like a, like a fused spine or they have something, sure. they say that in the question. When someone asks me, Hey, can I get an alternative for deadlift or squat? Uh, because I have low back problems. I normally say, what are the low back problems? Like, oh, it just it bothers me. It's no using time. mechanical. Yeah, well, it you, hurts, you, it aches, it's achiness. That and that's so common. And you used to have low back yes, problems. You I had low Yes. And I avoided squats mm-hmm. for many, many years. Even as a fucking personal trainer. And I think that's also why I think I'm so passionate about telling people when you when you feel this way, you know, yes, we can do some alternative exercises and keep your workout going and still Burn body fat and build muscle and avoid those those exercises. But honestly, they're going to have so much more benefit if if your entire workout now becomes geared around getting to the point where you can squat and deadlift. Totally. Like that's where you even if you're following like your standard maps anabolic, that's where I go, like, listen, this is, you know, where we should be? We should be in Prime and Prime Pro, and that's all we should be really doing. See, Prime and Prime Pro were designed to complement programs, but They also could be standalone programs Mm. for somebody who has issues like this. And if that's the case, you really should live in those type Mm. of those programs and just work towards getting to the place where you can squat and Mm. deadlift. And that is going to do so much for you. And you'll build muscle along the way, too. It's not like you're not going to. Still build muscle and burn body fat, you're gonna do that. You're for sure gonna do that still.
2: We can't keep avoiding the issue. You know, you can't keep working around it. It's not gonna go away. Uh, it's better to just, uh, you know, address it head on and, um, really dive into uh, figuring out how to create uh, better movement, better patterns that uh, won't aggravate, you know, your lower back, and will strengthen uh, your lower back, and really get everything uh, aligned how it should be. And so, uh, I'm always like, like quick to to you know, steer people towards the direction of, of those programs, the prime pro or the prime, because it's, it's so valuable and it's so worth it. I know it is, it's hard on the ego. It's hard to, you know, regress and it's hard to admit that like, you know, this is going to be a period that I'm doing shit. I just, I'm not excited about, but it's just like, do it, like be an an adult and, and address this problem.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, this is the old adage. If you don't use it, if you don't use it, you lose it is very true. So Whatever movements you stop doing, you, you uh, eventually start to completely lose the ability to do those movements. So if you're somebody who I can't deadlift with weight because uh, it just bothers my back, so I'm never going to do deadlifts, um, eventually you'll lose the ability just to lift your own body weight in that position. If you never do squats, you'll stop being able to squat, and then it moves down the, down the line. Uh, I couldn't. I used to be able to squat, now I can't squat, so I'm not going to squat anymore. <coughs> Now I can't do any lower body exercises. Now I can't get out of a chair very good and I can't walk very well. And I've seen this. I used to train people in advanced age and it was it's rarely ever like, oh, yesterday I used to be able to reach over my head and now I can't. It's not like that. It's just slowly
3: over time. And I, I, I had this conversation yesterday with my, my dad. My dad came up to visit, uh, to see the baby and uh, came up with his wife, Gail, and she's a little bit older than even he is, and she used to ride horses, and she can't anymore because she's got all this hip pain going on, and she's actually looking into potentially doing surgery, and we were talking about this, and I was explaining to her that, you know, the fact that you can move around, and you could do things now, um, you know, I would h- highly recommend us working on your hip mobility first before you decide just to go to surgery, and so she was totally open ears and listening, and we are discussing this, and I'm like, here's the thing, like, at one point you get to like like my uncle who's another situation where you become in so much chronic pain from that that you're taking the pills to numb that you're taking the cortisone shots every few weeks to to get you get you through and then the next thing you know you're in you know you got a cane or you got a walker and you got all these issues and it only gets harder so the longer that you you know procrastinate on working towards fixing the root cause the more inevitable it is and and the more difficult it will mm-hmm. be to reverse that later on. So if you've got that going on now, you know, because I, I even think of like what happened with me, like I had low back pain in my late 20s and it was chronic pain and I was ignoring it and just still working out and training and still building a great physique. A lot of people may not know this, but when, you know, when I first was competing and standing on stage, I looked aesthetically in the best shape of my life, but I was not physically in the best shape of my life at all. I I still was dealing with low back pain, even with that. So yeah, you can build a physique to look great, but I wasn't moving the best I've ever moved. And it was inevitable. I was going to have to address that. And I prolonged that all the way into my thirties and it took me a good year and a half, maybe two years of like hardcore work on the, on the mobility side to get rid of that and el- eliminate it.
1: Yeah, the, well, there's a myth that the body, that you can maintain uh, your, your your body. And so what I mean by that is th- there is no maintenance. You're either progressing or regressing. Now, the reason why it feels like you're maintaining is because you're pushing your body to progress while it's regressing, and so it's kind of evening out. So that's what happens. Mm. As you get older, you're trying to get stronger. You're trying to maintain mobility. <laughs> Um, you're you're trying to progress, but what ends up happening is you just kind of maintain. That's because you're fighting the what's happening with age. You're actually right. you're actually yeah, you're successfully fighting to defy the odds. You're yeah. defying the odds. Now over time, you're still going to decline as you age, but you are going to mitigate a huge amount of that. And it, but it has to be yep. uh, the only way it's done is with consistent work. You have to consistently practice and work on these things. So if you can't do a fundamental movement, uh, and here's your fundamental movements, you should be able to squat. You should be able to lift things off the ground. You should be able to twist and rotate. You should be able to reach, reach up above press your head. something overhead. Yes. You should be able to pull and row things or push things in front of your body. Um, you should be able to walk. You should be able to light jog without lots of pain. If you can't do those things, find out why. Fix the problems so that you can do those things. Because the longer you don't do those things, the faster you'll permanently and the, lose the ability. And the
3: truth is, fixing those problems, and just like I was telling Gail yesterday, was, it's it's not one thing, and it's not one time. It's no. tedious. It's actually really easy. It's a practice. It's it's actually really easy, but the, the work that you have to do is very tedious, and you have to do it consistently because you've been working against that pattern mm-hmm. for so long that in order to reverse it or to counter it, You've got to put the time in of doing that, and I the reason why a lot of people ignore it because it sucks. It's boring. Yeah. You, I tell you right now, getting down and doing the ninety ninety shit and doing the ankle mobility stuff—all you know, like nah, man. Especially being still, I still don't feel like I'm dead. I'm young. I want to yeah. go train hard. I want to go lift. I want to get after it. I want to be active. I want to do those things. I look at it like I'm drinking water.
2: Yeah, it's the same thing. It's to me, it's like boring, right? I'm gonna drink some water. But I know it's good for me and it hydrates me and it's something that I'm always constantly trying to get in, you know, throughout the day. Yeah. You know, other than just going straight for like the,
0: you know, tasty soda. Next question is from Elijah RG96. What are your thoughts on using a landmine press rather than an overhead press when dealing with shoulder issues? Oh, shit. Uh, you could have paired these together. I know. Uh, isn't right.
1: That, well, okay. So let's talk about the landmine press for a second. So landmine uh, press. Great upper body exercise. Um, The difference between a landmine press and a traditional overhead press is that the resistance uh, curve on a landmine press is different. Mm -hmm. When you're standing with the barbell at the bottom, that's where it's going to be heaviest. heaviest, As you press it up, it gets lighter because it's pivoting on its end. Not only that, it's
3: it's it's no longer an overhead press.
1: It's kind of in front of you a little yeah, bit. Isn't it's it? totally yeah, 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 it's totally in front of you. It's
3: totally and it becomes more in front of you as you press mm-hmm. up. So it's not and and the reason why it probably feels really good on people that have shoulder issues is cuz they lack the shoulder mobility. Mm-hmm. Right you know they lack the shoulder mobility to, in order to press something above their head and so push they're they're all and so here's the thing and, and this is where uh you know I have a hard time just like telling somebody yeah sure do that instead when it's like again we're not addressing the root cause cuz all we're doing is saying hey I can't do it just like the squat and deadlift person hey I can't do squats and deadlifts so instead of do, because I have chronic back pain this yeah. person hey I have chronic shoulder pain and issues going on so instead of trying to work towards Getting to the place where I can do an overhead, a true overhead press, I'm going to do this landmine press for my shoulders because I feel my muscles still working there. Problem is, you're limiting your range of motion on on your shoulders. You're not working towards that, and this is another one that was close to home for me. Uh, you know, and I had to start. I remember when I started with the dowel bar, and I was trying to get to the place where I could actually do a behind the head uh, shoulder press, and you know, I couldn't do it with any anything more than a dowel bar. And I slowly worked to the point, working on my shoulder mobility. Zone, this is zone one in prime prime for us. So addressing thoracic mobility and shoulder mobility uh, was where I was working on to get to that place. And it was tedious and embarrassing to be the big muscular bodybuilder guy lifting the straight, straight bar with no weight on it behind his head. But I worked towards that to where I could now get... You know, one thirty-five behind my neck, no problem, and very controlled and comfortable. But it takes time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the same thing. I used to have a
1: lot of success with uh, people having um, shoulder problems. This is one that, if you, you know, hip problems can be difficult uh, to deal with. Low back problems can be very complicated and difficult to deal with. Shoulder problems can also be difficult, but I've always had more success with shoulder problems. I think it's just they're typically easier to to address in people. It's like. Get, the, get them to be able to pinch their shoulders back and down. So yeah. strengthen that position. Work on the stabilizers uh, of the shoulder. Um, and then little by little, uh, work on getting a straight overhead press. One thing you can – now, by the way, I, this the, what we're saying right now isn't that a landmine press is not as good as an overhead press. Right. They're both good exercises. Just different intent. Yes, they're just different. And so you want to be able to do both of them. You don't want to not be able to do either one of them. Here's a good exercise for you to help you with your overhead press. Try doing some overhead carries with with light dumbbells. Grab a pair of light dumbbells, press them up over your head, bring your shoulders down so that you're not super shrugging. You don't have to bring them all the way down, but bring them down a little bit. Yeah, you're, you're prob- not reaching. You're probably shrugging. Um, bring them up straight up above your head, lock your elbows out, nice and tall, brace your core, and walk for like 10 to 30 steps. Put them down, rest. And then repeat. Here's the other thing you can do. Before you work out your shoulders and do overhead presses, do some light band pull-aparts and some light rows to pull your shoulders back. That tends to be the issue because when the shoulders are rolled forward or shrugged, the shoulder joint's limited. Like right now, if you're listening right now, bring your shoulders forward and shrug your shoulder. Now, while holding that position, try and get your arm up as high as you possibly can. You'll notice you're not able to get it straight over your head. That's because that last part of the movement of getting the arm straight up over your head isn't the arm moving in the shoulder joint. It's the shoulder blade sliding down and and making room. And so that's the part, in my experience, isn't true for everybody because every individual is different, but in my experience, that tends to be where the issue is, is in the shoulder blade, not not being able to get it pulled back and down and so then they're stuck in this forward
2: so I like so I like those scapular circles I know a lot of times people don't really have like it's it's a mind muscle thing it's a connection yeah. thing it's it's like really cuz people are unaware that their shoulders are are not they don't, they don't have full retraction no. ability they don't have uh, they, they don't know how to depress their shoulder blade down mm-hmm. and to also then in turn you know bring it forward and elevate and so that whole process is just great as a uh, a way to you you know, educate the body of like, you know, regain control over that specific joint of the body. Um, and and to do that, you can just do that against the wall or even do our, our shoulder circles as well. Dude,
1: they, they design machines around this. I've, I've now, because I've gone to a few gyms recently um, and worked out and I when I'm in a gym, um, because I normally work out in my garage with free weights, I like to use machines just because it's, it's different and I, I usually don't work out with machines. So I'm like, okay, I'm already here. I'm going to use machines. And when I do the overhead press machines, you know what I've noticed? They've started designing this. It wasn't like this back in the day. Back in the day, the, the, the shoulder press machines by Nautilus and other uh, manufacturers, the, the machine pressed straight up over your head. They've now changed them to where most of them now press or out in here. in front. Yeah. It, fucking weird. And yeah. I know why. It's because people. So many issues. Yes. People don't have the shoulder mobility. They don't have. They, everybody has forward shoulder. Right. So I'm on these shoulder machines and it's almost like a high incline press. Yeah. And I'm like, what's going on? Well, they're exactly. And this is back to like the the red, the, the
2: caution tape everywhere. You know, the, our certifications, they want, you know, 90 degree angles everywhere. Yeah. And it's, it's, it all feeds into that where the gym owner is not going to yeah. want it, you know, a certain way because it's going to hurt people's shoulders because yes, they are in a bad position to yeah, begin with.
1: Uh, prone Cobra. Uh, you can watch a video uh, on our YouTube channel, Mind Pump TV, Prone Cobra is good to help with this scapular retraction. Excellent move. Uh, Handcuffs with rotation. Challenging Uh, as hell. uh, Yep, and that's another great one that we have on there. And here's one you can do uh, just for yourself. This is an easy one. Lay on your back um, and do like a snow angel almost. So you're laying on your back with your arms straight. Bring them up as high as you can, and then rotate your hands so that you can bring them up higher. See if you can bring your arms straight up above your head and keep them in contact with the floor. Uh-huh. Gravity will help you. Reach, roll, lift. Yeah. I and mean, there's
2: just a million so, awesome exercises. Yeah,
3: and we didn't mention my actual favorite. So what I do before uh, almost every shoulder workout uh, is actually I do a suspension trainer W. So suspension trainer Ws uh, are awesome because you get external rotation. Mm -hmm. You get retraction and depression. Rear delt uh, gets included in there too. So all the muscles that really are responsible for getting yourself into that position. Mm -hmm. And you can modify it with a suspension trainer on how much resistance. So if you're really weak and that's really challenging – you don't have to lean back that far at all, and you can really just work on the mechanics of it. And as you progress, you can you can actually make it a, a greater angle. So suspension trainer, TRX, right ropes, uh, most gyms now have those. Uh, and doing a W, uh, you can look that exercise up. But again, up. the theme is work
0: on the mobility. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Next question is from Andrew Lemberg. How would you address uneven activation of muscle groups? For example, my right lat, activating more fully than my left during some pulling exercises. How do you catch the weaker side up while avoiding perpetuating the issue? Oh, yeah.
1: So <clears throat> so one thing you want to understand about your body and yourself is that when you're trying to do a movement, your body it was designed or evolved to uh, just do the movement. And, and the way it's going to do the movement is in the most efficient way possible that it can do. It does not think to itself... Oh, we're doing a lat pull down, activate lats, you know, uh, get the lats to, to, to do most of the work. It's just going to pull the weight down in the most efficient way possible. And so if that means that you're going to do it in a way that mostly works your biceps or one of your lats does more work than the other one, because you're good at it that way, that's the way you're, you're always going to do it. So the only way to change it is to do it differently. And the only way to do it differently is to go really, really light yeah. and go unilateral one side at a time and try to feel that muscle work. I, I remember uh, as an early trainer when I kind of first had this epiphany of how the body operates. You know, this is, if you're a trainer, you know what I'm exactly exactly what I'm talking about. You'll be training a client and you're telling them to do an overhead press with some light dumbbells and then they'll start to fatigue and inevitably what do they do when they're trying to get the dumbbells up? They stand up on their toes. Yeah. And I, and I remember thinking like, like that. Why would that happen? Yeah, getting up on your toes isn't going to help you press the dumbbells up. And then I thought, oh, the body doesn't know you're trying to no. to do an overhead press. The body thinks you're trying to push something it's up. It's trying to get higher. It's just trying to get the weight yeah. higher. And since your arms can't do it, standing up on your toes is going to do it. And so that's just an example of what happens with your body. So if you have one side activating the other, do one side at a time, you have to go really light and you have to feel and squeeze and understand that muscle and also learn how to prime. prime. Priming makes a, a, a absolute huge difference. But I can't tell you how long this takes. Uh, you know, it takes a long
3: time for this to happen. And normal and this is—I have no idea. This person, I haven't seen their movement, but um, this is common, and it's uh, normally common on the side that somebody like writes with, or they play a sport with. So they're they're kind of. If I'm a right-handed person, typically I have my my right shoulder is a little more rolled forward or protracted than the left side is and when you go to do a row or a lat pull down the first thing that engages those lats is the retraction of that the scapula so if i'm in the extended position and i go to pull down and the side that is more protracted that is less likely to get engaged is tends to lag a little bit and so sal's point of the unilateral work is important, but the the way you start to pay attention to that is when you're in that extended position in the lat pull down or a seated row, whatever movement we're doing. It's that first initial pull back and and being able to retract the scapula all the way back uh, right away to engage the lats and get them to start to pull. That is what makes that difference. So learning to, sometimes when we think like, oh, it's the it's the lat, like you're 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 trying to think of the lat the whole time, but there might be some sort of a breakdown somewhere else down the kinetic chain, and that's normally what's going on is it's somewhere else that's mechanically off. It's just like looking at a and I love sports analogies for things like this. If you have somebody who is uh, never. Uh, been taught by a professional how to golf swing or throw a football or do anything you like to Sal's point you just the body just learns to do it as as, as efficiently and as easy as possible but we know that there's proper mechanics for all those things there's a, a right way to hit a golf ball the best way which will give you the most distance the most accuracy same thing goes for throwing a ball or anything else but doesn't mean that does it, that somebody else can't just learn to do it But what's really tough is when you've been training that way for a really long time is to unlearn those behaviors because once you learn to do it correctly, you'll actually, even though you'll have to take a step back originally, like Sal's saying, go much lighter, learn it down, and you will, you're going to have to be okay with that, going a lot lighter one arm at a time. But once you really start to learn to fire the lats and get it going when it's supposed to, you will eventually catch up to where you were and surpass it, but you also got to be... Humble enough to step back right now, work on the mechanics, get it down, and get it firing properly before you start to progress uh, again.
1: This is where isolation exercises shine. This is where bodybuilding-style um, exercises uh, do well. Bodybuilders are the, the best athletes at isolating muscles and connecting to muscles because that's what they're supposed to do. Um, so I, this, Now, this is something I learned for myself. The first time I learned, I, I actually felt my lats when doing rows and pull-ups as a, as a kid working out was when I started my workouts with uh, dumbbell pullovers and straight arm pull-downs. And I learned how to isolate my lats. I felt them working. I felt them burning. I felt them get a little pump. Now, because I had a connection to them, like, oh, that's what that feels like. Then when I went to do a pull-up, I knew how to get my lats engaged. So I would say for you or for anybody, if you're trying to get a muscle that you just like, you know, I squat and I don't feel it in my butt. Or, you know, I do a row and I don't feel it. I feel it mostly in my biceps. Or I do a bench press and I feel it all on my shoulders or my triceps. Do an isolation movement for that muscle first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Squeeze the shit out of it. Really activate it. Don't just pump it out. Feel that muscle working. Squeeze it. Then when you go back to your compound movement, your pull down row or bench press or squat or whatever... Now, and it, this doesn't happen inherently, it's not like it automatically makes you activate the muscles more, you just know where they where they are now, you know how to feel them. Now when you do the exercise, now you can kind of feel the muscle and know what it's supposed to feel like. Now, you can have a training partner help you with this, like if you're trying to activate your your, your lat that's that's underdeveloped and you're doing yeah. a, a one arm straight arm pull down, you. Yeah, have a guy, have your buddy put his hand on your lat so you know where to feel it, it's that feedback. So isolation movements. Those this that's where I love isolation movements. If you have muscles that just lag and you can't connect to them or whatever, rather than putting the isolation movements at the end of the workout, which is what you typically would do, put them in the beginning and think about squeezing and feeling that target muscle so that when you go into your compound lifts, now you
0: can uh, you can proceed in a way that's going to hit those muscles. Next question is from Jules Ray 72. Do you think you have to be in good shape before you become a trainer? Uh-huh. You know what? Yes, uh, and no.
1: yeah. I mean, it's like if you're if you're super it into depends. fitness and if you're super into fitness and health, so much so that you want to make be a trainer and make it your career, the side effect is you're probably going to be fit because you believe in what you're selling or whatever. Um, that being said, some of my most successful trainers were people who looked like everyday. They weren't overweight or super out of shape, um, but they looked like everyday people, but they had, Prior to becoming a trainer, had lost like a hundred pounds mm-hmm. or had made these amazing transformations. They were some of my best trainers because they had gone through the journey, um, and uh, people tend to connect with them. Believe it or not, being super super shredded as a trainer can actually backfire sometimes. Sometimes you just don't connect, and people see you as a uh, you know as as, as, le- as, a, as an ideal that they can't ever accomplish, and they want to work with the guy or girl that's less intimidating. And looks more like a fit, you know, everyday type of person. Yeah,
2: I've had the same experience because we've had, you know, people have lost weight, and then that passion uh, just exudes from them, and it, it's contagious. And um, I've I've seen people do very well who have lost, you know, a decent amount of weight, but we're still, you know, in the process of, of bettering themselves and getting in better shape. But the relatability was was definitely something I noticed with their clients, and had a really deep bond and connection with their clients uh so i don't know it it kind of changed my mind a little bit in Mm -hmm. terms of like having to look like you know mr buff shredded guy all the time and um you know from that perspective and also i mean i've I've actually played in athletics. I've played under guy, uh, under coaches who were just like, had really let themselves go, you know? <laughs> like, and that never bothered me because their cues and their coaching were so accurate and they did, they did their work and they studied and they mm. knew tendencies. And, you know, like I knew back in the day, sure, they killed it, but like my judgment wasn't on their appearance. And maybe I'm all alone on that, but... Uh, I, I got a, a lot out of them, and no, you're it, not. Was,
3: when you look at most of the bodybuilder coaches, they're fat and out of shape. I mean, it's yeah. ex- experience trumps. Experience exactly experience Trumps the way you look for sure. But then this person is somebody who doesn't have experience <laughs> or that. Um, I kind of did a little experiment with this when I was uh, managing trainers because I had went on this kick for I don't know the first five years or so where I was you know seeking out the uh, educational portion, and then I was on this kick of like the you know hiring the look. And then I finally like just decided like you know what I I haven't really given these people a shot that have applied here that were you know weren't in very good shape at all but maybe I really liked how enthusiastic they were or they looked they seemed coachable to me and I could m- mold them to to be a great trainer. The reality of it is this is that we are in a very superficial Industry very superficial. It's uh, it's a little bit different than a performance-based coach who's coaching football. It's it's very definitely different. Yeah, it's very different than an engineer who is is teaching uh, other you know up-and-coming engineers. I mean, we're in a in a space that you know, ninety percent of the people that are deciding to get in shape, unfortunately, are just are, are fueled by their own insecurities that they want to look a different way. They don't like the way they look. They want so. Unfortunately, it's it's very challenging if you're not going to be in good shape. And good. there's a very wide range yeah, of Yeah, you,
1: you don't need to be shredded. Yeah, yeah. You just can't be like yeah. visibly unhealthy. Like, take yeah. care of yourself. That's. Yeah. I mean, look, look it's okay. Um, fitness is a lifestyle, okay? Uh, if you are looking to hire a trainer, your goal is obviously to look better, but ideally you'd want to be fit and healthy and look better forever. And in order to do that, as a good trainer, you're going to communicate to them that this is a lifestyle. This is not a temporary thing. We're going to change behaviors and do this forever. And so you're it's, you're not unlike a preacher of a religion. You really aren't. It's 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 very very similar. Now, one of the things that has killed religions in the past were priests that were sleeping with prostitutes and doing drugs and people that didn't practice yeah. what they preached. Now, the person can't follow you around and see your lifestyle. All they their judgment is. How you look, and if you're visibly unhealthy and out of shape, to that person, it's gonna be very hard for you to make a case uh, for this lifestyle because you you look like a hypocrite. Yeah, not a
3: hypocrisy. To, n- not to mention that there's also a, you know when you going back to kind of Justin's point about experience and how much that can be valued, even if you're someone's out of shape. There's something to be said about somebody who has taken themselves to getting into really good shape and that experience. So whether you maintain mm-hmm. the, you know, really really good shape all the time versus somebody who like, "Oh yeah, I've been in I've been in good shape. I've taken myself all the way there." I think that's an important thing to have learned as a trainer. Whether you maintain that 6% or 7% body fat, I don't think that's necessary at all. But I think there's a lot of value in the lessons that are learned in taking yourself to a place that a lot of people are probably going to ask you to take them to. Mm-hmm. And if you've never taken yourself there, then a lot of the, the pitfalls, the challenges uh, that, that come... You're not you... going to know how to coach them. Right. Yeah, so I, it's less it's less about how you look there, and it's more about your knowledge and experience of taking yourself there that I think also yeah. become important. So
1: I, I remember one time, I used to uh, love to... Um, you know uh, what's the word when you're when you're scouting? I used to love scouting uh, staff from different um, fields, people outside of fitness, um, in particular for my sales guys. And I remember one time I went to go buy shoes at Footlocker, and the dude helping me was just phenomenal communicator, super likable, and um, he was a little bit overweight. And so I started talking to him, and he asked me what I did, and I told him my gym. "I'm like, man, you, how much they pay you here?" And he told me, "I'm like, you'll make more money if you work for me in a gym." And he goes, "Oh." He's like, well, I started working out six months ago, and I've lost like 60 pounds, and he shows me his driver's license, and sure enough, he did, and I'm like, this would be a great person to work in my gym, and he wasn't a trainer. He was a sales guy. He still worked in a gym, though, but he was phenomenal because he could relate to all the people that were coming in just getting started, and then... One of the things that he would do is he would show his own before and after, be like, yeah. "Look, it's possible." Oh, and you yeah. know what? It worked totally. That guy sold so many memberships to people because he had kind of been in their
2: shoes six months prior. But to both your guys' point, he was trying to better himself, and that was something like he could show. Like, and it wasn't like a, a, a like no hypocrisy in that whole process to where it's like, "Do as I say, not as I do." Kind of a right. thing. Okay. It's it's it, it, like people can can smell that out, like the authenticity of it. So if you know, if, if you're really trying to better them and, I mean, again, like if, if you might not be as like much of a specimen as you once were, but, you know, you know that how to coach somebody to get to that point, like mm-hmm. there's value in that. The Look, truth
3: is it's only one of maybe the five most important attributes, right? Like when you think of like the most important attributes to, to have to be a successful trainer being in good shape is only one of those. Mm -hmm. So if you are extremely good at communication and sales and your and knowledge, like that will trump all All day I wasn't the most fit trainer
1: right I was an 18 year old kid trying to build muscle but I was if you saw me at the gym you'd think that kid oh that kid looks like he maybe works out sometimes
3: (laughs) so I look at it like it's no different than the other attributes Mm -hmm. I think if you were a fucking ripped awesome trainer but you are poor in communication you're gonna have just as much trouble or more trouble than the fat trainer Mm -hmm. so I mean every every one of these attributes I think play into the success of a a personal trainer and for me as a, a leader of trainers i I was always looking for somebody or looking for people that had a little bit of all of those, and then I wanted to develop all of them up, right? So, you know, j- this is only one of those. If you, But don't fool yourself that if you disregard one of those those attributes that I think are characteristics that make up a, a successful trainer, it's just going to be harder for yep, you. Yeah. So, and
1: at the end of the day, you, you know, you have to have integrity. If you want to be successful in fitness, you have to have integrity and if you're preaching fitness and health, but you're not practicing it, then you don't have integrity um, because you don't really believe in what you're preaching. You mm-hmm. know, your actions will tell you a lot about what people actually believe. Um, and so in a fit looking body is a side effect of that. But like we've been saying, you know, the last 10 minutes here, fit, uh, there's a wide range of fit. Um, you don't need to be shredded. You don't need to be the most... Amazing looking. Um, just don't just practice what you preach. The side effect of that will be you'll look pretty healthy and fit. Yep. Uh, and with that, go to mindpumpfree.com and download our guides. They're all absolutely free. You can al- also find us all on Instagram. You can find Justin at mindpumpjustin. You can find me at MindPumpSal, and you can find Adam at MindPumpAdam.
0: Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at MindPumpMedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic.